all right what is good y'all welcome to the first ever episode of the good grief guys podcast i am your host zeus want to thank y'all for being with us today no matter where you are in the world no matter what you've got going on we just want to remind you man you matter all right you matter I know life may be throwing some shit at you right now, but you're important, you're valued, and everything that you have to offer in this world is a gift. So don't forget that, all right? And thanks for being with us. Man, let's get right to it. Wanted to start this podcast, and I want to get into the why we're doing this, you know? Um, the format's going to be a little different. It's, uh, I mean, not quite a little different. It's going to be your typical interview podcast we're going to be bringing on all kinds of awesome men and women to talk about their lives, their experiences, the things that they've been through, how they've used it to grow and become the dominant, badass human beings they are today so that we can create a blueprint for anybody out there that might be listening. But my dudes especially, because I feel like this, man, I feel if you look around, there's not a lot of community out there for men, or if there is... It's a lot of hidden things. It's a difficult thing to find. It's not something that's out there in your face. And we're trying to change that. We're shifting the paradigm. Like it says, we're changing the way it feels to be a man. Because look, brother, in today's world, things are changing, right? What worked in 1965 does not work in 2021. And the language, the verbiage, the, the behaviors, different things like that, shit's changed. And... We're here to, to, to shatter the myth that it's one size fits all to be a man and to be a masculine figure in this planet. We really are because, you know, there's room for Buddha and the beast. And we're here to, to unveil that. And really, like, this, this all started because I realized that so many of these men in my life, so many of my homies, so many of my close friends and even some family members aren't happy with life right? Going through some things. I got, I had friends that are in the most exciting time of their lives right now, going through incredible things, having babies, getting married, buying houses, getting the dream, the job of their dreams, all of this stuff. But the common denominator between everybody seems to be, yeah, bro, I'm not happy. <laughs> like I've got all of this awesome shit going on in my life and, and I'm, I'm still not happy. And I just, I just don't subscribe to that, you know? I, I think we got to change that, man, because there, there is so much joy and happiness out there in this world, and I, wanna, I wanted to figure out why they didn't feel like that, right? Why you can be in the middle of about to have a beautiful baby, have a child that could change your life and bring you so much joy, but, but you're not happy because you're, you're not sleeping and you're not taking care of yourself and you're not doing the things you need and your communication is broken off and your relationships are falling apart and it's all because of your self-care is off, right? And, and another thing about this society that we live in today is you've, we've grown up in this world with quote-unquote uh, like the mold to be a man, you know? Uh, I think I had somebody at one point tell me that you're not a man if you don't own property or have children or anything else and I thought, well, that's bullshit. Why do you get to decide if I'm a man? You've you've no you've not experienced anything that I've experienced, right? You know? Like how does somebody else get to decide what it is? And I think that's BS, so we're changing that. We're giving agency back to you. And we're here to bring on these incredible humans and have them share their stories of success, of failure, 
of anything that comes in between so that we can let you know that you're not alone, man. You're really not. And that this life is difficult, but you're meant to succeed. You're meant to thrive. You're meant to have everything that you have. And, and another thing that I looked at, I started looking at statistics. I've seen these crazy posts around social media. I saw one two months ago. I don't even know this family. I don't, I don't know them at all, but it just broke my heart, man. I, I read this, this beautiful caption. It was a picture of this like family photos. It was a wife, her husband, and two beautiful kids. Couldn't have been more than three years old each. And as I start reading this post, my heart just started to sink. Because after I read these three paragraphs of text, I realized that this, this incredible man had taken his life. He had, he, had, he had stepped out from us because he felt alone and he felt sad and he felt like he didn't have anywhere he could turn. Even though his, he had resources and options all around him, something made him feel like he didn't have those, like he didn't have that option. And I, we got to stop that, man. We got to stop that because, fellas, listen to me, okay? If you're, in the, you're within earshot of my voice right now, okay? We need you, man. We need you. We need everything you are and everything that you're not right here, right now, and especially coming up in the future to help build this world into what we want it to be, into a beautiful place for everybody to live. But we can't do that without you, man. I'm so serious. We can't do that without you. And if you're hurting right now, and if you're sad, if you're going through some stuff, I'm so sorry. But brother, you matter so much, so much more than you will ever know. And I'm going to be here to remind you of that, just in case. When the lights are out, if you feel like you got nothing else, put this podcast on and know that I'm here for you, brother. And know that you are not alone and you are loved and supported. But it's not just me, because you got friends, you got family, you got so many animals. Like, you know, if you got a dog, dogs show unconditional love. You ever leave the house, you got a dog, everybody with a dog knows this. You leave the house for 10 minutes to run to the grocery store, and you come home, and your dog is like, oh, my God, you came home. I can't believe you came home. I thought you were going to be gone forever. But loves you unconditionally. Licks your face a 100 times. You get sick of it because it's like I just, I was just here. doesn't matter. That's that type of energy, bro. That's the type, that type of hype energy. That's why I love dogs. Dogs are hype as fuck all the time. All the time, they are so hyped, and they just love. They've got one mode. Well, it's not true. they got a couple modes. S- defend and attack and sniff and, you know, whatever. But, like, love is mostly their primary directive, you know? They always want to be near their people. Like, that, I love that. And you deserve that type of love in your life. And you can give it to yourself. Because I'm trying to tell you that you are so valuable. And the things you're doing right now matter so much, man. Right? And I struggle with that myself. I got to tell you, it took me seven months, maybe longer, to get this podcast up. I had this idea back in August of 2020, around the time of my birthday. And, you know, I made this decision. I was like, I really want to do this. You know, I live in LA, I've been here out here acting. Right? We'll get into a little bit of my backstory. But this, this podcast, it came to me because I want to help people. And I can't stop talking. <laughs> like, you just, you know, anybody who's in my life will tell you that. I have never met a microphone that I don't love. Any, you can't give me a chance, give me an inch to talk, because I'll run 10 miles with it. I really will. 
but I wanted to combine those things, dude, and I wanted to help people, you know, been doing some lives on Instagram, social media and stuff, but, and like, they've been, they've been landing, and so I thought, okay, well, let's take this and amplify it, let's take it to the next level, and let's not make it about me, let's make it about everybody else, and let's bring people in and let them tell their stories, because as these men I was talking to, friends, family, even strangers, were opening up to me, I started to realize where everybody's experiencing all of the, all of the same thing at the same time. And there's this sense of loneliness. Now, you're living in Los Angeles. It's the loneliest city in the world. There's, what, 8 billion people here? 8 billion, sorry. 8 million people here? 10 million people here? Something like that? And everybody I know that works in entertainment is lonely. Because there's 10 million people here trying to figure themselves out trying to claw and scratch on top of each other to get to where they're trying to go. And it's a just a it's a big bag of shit. <laughs> like it is. It's a beautiful. It's a but it's a beautiful disaster. And it and it adds up and it can get to you. Right? And so that's what we're here for. Started the podcast when when I did this, I flew to the East Coast in the middle of a pandemic with my partner Peso, uh one of my best buddies. Uh, my partner who helped me start this um, and he you know he's my business partner on it we we talked about the idea and I flew out to Massachusetts and we got all this equipment we drove all over creation to get this equipment and you know I flew out to the east coast and his apartment had nothing in it so we furnished that apartment in a couple of days and we sat down and we recorded some stuff well it didn't quite work out, right? The timing wasn't right, as anybody understands. Like, timing is really a big factor in a lot of things that we do in life. And sometimes if the time isn't right, you ain't going to push it down. You're not going to push it up the hill. Like, you, you're definitely not going to push something uphill if it doesn't want to be pushed. Struggle as much as you might. If the time is not right, it, that, that is not going to go. And so here we are, right? We are seven months later. I, you know, I've flown back. This thing has sat on... In the back of my mind, I have made excuses after excuse. I have let fear drive for so long to do this. And I just decided, like, you know, hey, the time is now. I've read and heard and seen enough of these stories. And I've had enough, man. I've had enough of these beautiful men not thinking that they're enough. These strong, intelligent, capable men. These mothers. Or not these mothers. These brothers. These fathers. These uncles. These nephews these grandfathers, all of them, they're all, they're all that to somebody else on this earth. These sons, grandsons, right? That's somebody's son out there, right? That's somebody's, somebody's dad right now, not feeling like they belong, not feeling like they're enough. Hey, brother, that ain't the way it works. You matter. You're enough. Keep crushing today. I see you. I see you out there doing the thing. Keep getting it. See, when we were out when I was out on the East Coast, one morning we woke up, we met a good buddy named Catfish John. Big shout-outs to Catfish John, if you hear this, brother. It, it was such a pleasure to meet you. And, you know, we got a call that his brother had passed away. I didn't even know this dude. Never met him before in my life, y'all. Never once. But when Peso came out and was like, hey, man, you know, uh, I just called from one of my boys. It's like, well, homies to the rescue, right? We're going up there. We're going to go share some space and show some love and give hugs and, and just and be present. Well, we went up there. We drove up to Cape Cod, beautiful property. And, 
you know, I met this man. And we were there for not even 15 minutes, y'all. Not even 15 minutes. We walked in, gave a hug, said hello. And he played a song for us that his brother had written and showed us a video. And I got to see a video of his brother performing this music with his heart and soul. And I could feel the essence of his brother. And it got to me, right? And it broke me. It hurt my heart because I could feel this man hurting. I could hear him crying, but I could feel the the energy that, that he was giving off. He was devastated, you know? And so we we drank a beer with him, you know, smoked a J and, and, and held space. And, and when we left 15 minutes later, like, I just gave him a hug and I said, Hey, man, thank you so much for, for sharing the memory of your brother with us. I'm so sorry for your loss, but you are so loved. You are so loved and supported, and we are here for you, and your brother will always be here with you. And if you need anything, just call us, okay? And this man that I had just met 15 minutes prior gave me one of the tightest squeezes I've ever had in a hug and said, thank you, brother, I love you, (laughs) and broke down in my arms, right? And we left that house, and in that moment, I was like, this is it, bro. This is it. This is it. This is what is meant to be. The journey, this whole, the whole goal of this is to show up and to show out for these men. And women, too. We're not discriminating against any of that. Everybody's going through something. But my guys, listen to me. We're here for you, Okay. You are a badass mother father that, that is in total control of what's going on in your life right now. Absolutely. You are strong. You are intelligent. You are capable. And damn, bro, you matter. You matter so much to so many people. I'm going to harp on that, this first episode especially, so y'all get it. That's the mode. That's why we're doing this. With these, with these cats that I'm bringing on here, it's going to be the same thing. I can't wait for them to share their story and let them know how much they matter. And then have them tell you how much you matter. Because damn, it is real. It is so true. Do you know that the numbers for suicide for men, the rates for suicide for men, are three times higher than that of women? That's not accept. That's not okay. We can't have that. we got to save our men. We do. we got to heal them. We got to help them. We got to give them the tools that they need to survive and thrive and succeed and let them know that we got you. If you need something, we're here. All right? This whole thing has been such a journey to get here. I have gone through so much fear to be sitting in front of this microphone right now recording this, knowing that it's about to be published and some people are about to listen to it and like, what if they don't care about what I have to say and blah, blah. Like, it's not about that. That's ego. It's about helping people. That's the message here. That's what we're doing. We're helping people. And so, thank you for being with us, man. A little bit about me. I come from Fargo, North Dakota. Shout out Fargo, North Dakota. Y'all probably seen the movie, watched the TV show, didn't realize it was a real city. Well, guess what? It's a real city. We got electric. We got electric. We got electricity and we got cars. Uh, you would be surprised the amount of times people are like, wow, North Dakota, a lot of Amish folk live up in North Dakota, right? 
I'm like, mm. my favorite is when they're like, hey, oh yeah, Mount Rushmore, North Dakota. And I'm like, ooh, almost got it. The Black Hills, that's, that's us. Which is a terrible joke because only people from North and South Dakota will get that because those are all in South Dakota and not in North Dakota at all. But I moved out to California about seven years ago. I, I gave all my stuff away and I, I packed a car full of what I could to move out to Los Angeles, sunny, bunny Los Angeles, California. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Dreams of becoming a Hollywood superstar and being on the big screen and making the moving pictures. I Like, all of that. Like, yeah, I wanted it. I wanted fame and fortune and all the crap that comes with it. And, man, if I could have a, a conversation with that young man. He was so scared, but he was so fearless. He was so brave, and he still is sitting right here. Cause I'm, tell you what, I love to talk, but it is it's it is still terrifying, to put something like this out there on the airwaves, you know. And so I've been here. I've met some incredible people. I've been on a journey in the middle, of all of this. So if you're taking it through, like if we're doing like a a hero's journey comparison, right? Everybody knows that. You cross the threshold, right? And I had my moment. I moved away from North Dakota first to go to Denver because I, because the call, right, my call to adventure was to move to California. My dad had been telling me my whole life, bro, if you could just get to California, you got it. You meant to be a star. You meant for all of these things. He was always building me up, my mom and my dad. And, you know... The thing you got to understand about my life is when I was born, my parents still had to find themselves, right? They still had to find themselves. And so when I was born, my grandparents adopted me, and I was raised by my grandparents. And my mom and dad were around, but they were still growing. They had me at 20. Think about this. If you think back to where you were at 20, if you've passed that point in your life already, you think about having a baby at 20 years old and thinking that you're ready for that? Like, <laughs> man, I'll tell you what. I'm in my 30s, and even right now, I'm like, mm, are we ready? That's my girl all the time. Are we sure we're ready? Like, <laughs> that's just a big deal. So I'm not mad at that. I've made peace with that. My parents needed to continue to live their lives and find who they needed to be, so my grandparents stepped in to make sure I stayed in the family and I had everything I needed, and it worked out for everybody. I thank God for that, because I would be nowhere I am today without the love of my grandparents raising me, taking care of me, and of course the love of my parents as well. But my grandparents were raising me, and so my mom and my dad were always like, oh, you got to get to California. You got to get to Hollywood. You know, you want to be an actor. My dad especially is a big opponent. He's pushing me all the time every time we talk. Get out there, get out there, get out there. Well, I refused it. I wasn't ready, so I moved to Denver for a year to live in the big city wow what a change <laughs> the life lessons were invaluable I learned so much right I got to spend so much time with my little brother one of my favorite human beings in this entire world when he was 16 at one of the most impressionable years of his life I got to be there I got to be a part of that. I will cherish that for the rest of my life because I got to see what it was like to help shape a young man with my mother. To be there, right? In a moment of vulnerability. 
man, when he when he would come to me and ask for me for advice, like, that's like being on cloud nine, dude. Your little brother coming up and asking you, like, hey, bro, or like wanting to talk with you and check in on stuff. It doesn't get any better than that. That's fabric. Relationships are the most important thing in this world, right? So to be with him, I learned so much and I grew as a man and I grew and I came home back to North Dakota and I worked for a year to save up 10 grand because that's the magic LA number. Everybody says the magic number to come to LA is 10,000. Well, I'll tell you what, yo, 10,000 disappears real quick in California compared to North Dakota. Like, whew, I learned that fast, but I saved up that money. And I was mentally ready. I gave my stuff away. And I packed a car full, just a car full. And I set out and drove out here to L.A., to sunny California, to try and make it work. You know, I I, I slept on the beach in the back of my car the first night. I slept on another couch, a friend's couch, for two weeks. Shout out, Marlo. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for the love for, for the first month, actually. It took me two weeks to find a place. But, hey, big shout outs to Marlo. Thank you for putting me up, brother. So much love for that. And then I found a place. I started getting on sets, doing background work. Started getting in, doing auditions, going to things. Life was good. Life was good, man. I was progressing through. I had I met some of my best friends ever when I came out here. Some people who I would be through some of the most challenging and difficult and beautiful moments of my life with. And... Right during the middle of it all, man. Right during the middle of it all. I, I had the had the ordeal. As I was as I was approaching that inmo inner cave. I got a call one day. I was at the middle of I was in the middle of work. I'll never forget this day. I'll never forget it. I can still see the sunset right now in my mind's eye. But I got a call from my grandmother. And she told me that my father had passed away. I was 27 years old. And you see, it's, it's poignant because just 20 years before that, when I was 7 years old, we lost my grandfather to leukemia, to a second bout of leukemia. And my grandma Judy, I lived with her, and it was she and I every single day since I was 7 on. I'm telling you. This woman. Angels exist, y'all. Don't let anybody tell you they don't because I lived with one. She raised me. She sacrificed, left. She'd already raised four kids, bro. Come on. Ain't your responsibility to do that. She worked two jobs into her 70s so I could have a college education that I didn't appreciate. (sighs) If I could have a conversation with my younger self, let me tell you. That man be catching a little bit of an ass whooping. (laughs) Like, rightfully so. But so I'm 27 at this point, and I'm in the cave. I'm going through the ordeal. I've lost. I have my grandfather on on my dad's side left. I've lost all the men in my life. I've lost my dad. I lost my grandfather, who was my first father. And I remember feeling so lost. I remember feeling so lost. I remember waking up and thinking, now what do I do? Now who do I call? Right? When I need to when I need to when I need to be a man and I don't feel like I'm enough, who can I call? I felt so alone. I felt so 
so broken, so hopeless, so sad. But like, man, bro, if the world didn't rise up around me to meet me, to continue to raise me up, my friends and my family, they stepped in. They filled that void. They made sure I was up. They called me. They texted me. They checked in on me. Oh, it was, it was devastating. To, to put it lightly, right? You, anybody who's ever lost a parent understands infinitely. You know, you only get one set of parents. And once they're gone, you know, li this life is so precious and so fragile. And that's why we're doing this, man. You know, my, my, my dad had, had his own demons, right? Everybody has their own demons. Anybody that acts like they don't have demons is so full of shit. It's holier-than-thou nonsense. It's so ridiculous. We all got problems. We all have struggles and things that we're working through. Which is why being kind is the right choice. Because you don't know, right? You don't know. I will never forget a week after my dad died. I was standing in line at the grocery store in LA. And I was a mess, right? I was a zombie because I was emotionally vacant. I was I was only there in body and physical presence. And a bag of the fucking cereal that I had bought and ripped open. It was partially ripped and it caught on something and it tore open and it spilled all over the floor. I was like, oh my god, and I, you know, I'm like starting to clean it up, and like this, like, this dude was helping me out, it was, you know, he'd stepped on us in his shoes, he's making, he was just unhappy, right, it was this thing where like he walked right into the mess, and you know, now it had affected him, and like he chose to step down and help me pick it up, and I was like, hey man, you know, thank you, like when it got done, I was like, hey man, I'm so sorry, like thank you, you know, like my father just passed away, and I've been having a really hard time, and this guy, this guy embraced me. He just grabs me and he pulls me in. And he gives me a hug and he says, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be, you know, I didn't mean to be a jerk. Because when he came up, he was like, you gotta be, literally, the first words out of his mouth, like steps in the seat, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm like, oh. you know, step, but he stops to help me. And at the end, this man embraces me and apologizes and says, I'm so sorry, I had no idea. And I thought, how many times a day do you think that happens? How many people are walking around right now not okay and all they need is just a little kindness and human connection? Because that guy, that dude said that, he said those things, he said, I'm so sorry, he gave me that hug, and I lost it. I lost it. I started bawling my eyes out in that grocery store. Bawling my eyes out. And I was like, thank you so much, like, you don't know what that means, and this, and it was just like, interactions from a stranger. Right? Like, all of these, all of these interactions that happen with with a stranger that I didn't anticipate, that I didn't ask for, that just showed up because it was a choice. This man didn't have to be nice to me. He didn't have to do that. 
but he saw an opportunity to do that, to be there, to, to step up and be more and let it be about more than himself. And that spoke to me. And, and I started going on auditions and I was like, yeah, this acting thing. I really want to do this. Because don't get me wrong, I'm pretty, pretty good at it. Like, I've worked a long time. I've worked really hard. I've had some great mentors, you know? Meeting the mentors part of the journey. Shout out to Barnum, to Miles Barnum, my guy, for helping me find myself in acting. But, like, I felt solid. I felt confident. I felt comfortable, you know? My mentors tell me, you can do this. Stop doubting yourself. You don't need to do that. And I leaned in. I leaned all the way in to what I was doing. And because I leaned in, I was able to, I was able to see, you know, like the universe opened it up, God opened up my eyes, whatever you want to call it. And I realized like acting was so self-serving, you know, like, yeah, it's great. And I love to do it as a hobby and I love to create art and art is beautiful and it, it is so important in this world. But what fires me up, what feeds my soul, what gets my shit moving is lighting that fire up in other people, right? That shit that, shit that just like gets me going, bro. Sorry about your ears, but I'm, I'm so serious. I have a passion for people. I want to help people. And that's what this podcast is all about. And I realized in that moment, like, what am I really doing this for? What am I really here for? Why am I acting? Well, because my whole life I just want to be rich and famous. <laughs> I just said that out loud. I just put that on recording because that's the truth. Like, I love to act, but like, <sighs> come on. It was never about being an actor. Jeez. It was always about so much more than that. Always about something else. And... You know, I, I, I realized, I really did, I realized that, that I had to find more. I had to dig deeper and look for something outside of myself. I needed a purpose rather than just trying to show up and get paid. And through all of these experiences, that's where we're at. And so I changed my course. I said, you know, we're going to do this. I started speaking on social media, started getting up on Facebook, started doing all those different things. Showing myself, let myself be seen. Because you see, I really, really, really want to do this for a living. So I'm going to. But I'm so afraid of being seen and having people hear and say what I have to say. Even though I've been doing this my whole life. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? That would be one of the last things you would assume would be on my mind. But I'll tell you now. Fear is a motherfucker. It is real. <laughs> it is real. And it will get you if you let it. That is what's meant to. Our bodies, our minds, they want to keep us, quote-unquote, safe in our comfort zone. But that's not where life is. Life is lived outside of your comfort zone. Life is lived in those areas where you don't feel like you maybe know what you're doing. You say, well, I want to do this. I feel this in my heart, in my soul. But am I really qualified? Yes. Yes, you are. Do the thing. Do the damn thing. Right? Get to it. Like, focus on it. You know, I, when I started creating this podcast, I f started finding myself more. 
more and more and more. The more I started speaking my truth out there in the world and showing up, literally just showing up. Because it's not hard to pick up your phone and hit the record button and make a 30 second video of yourself. But it's also incredibly difficult to pick up your phone and hit the record button and make a 30 second video of yourself. You know what I mean? Because if it was so easy, everybody would be doing it and everybody would be an influencer and nobody could do any of those other things. Right. It's not easy. It's, it's terrifying to be seen. It is terrifying to be vulnerable. But that is where the gems are in this life. Being seen, being heard, being you. That's enough. Okay? That's what, that's what I learned. That right now, right here, right where you are, you're enough. You don't have to qualify for anything. You don't have to do or say or be a different way to be enough. And if anyone has ever told you that and, and they believed it and they made you believe it, I'm so sorry because they're a dirty liar. You don't, you don't need to earn or work or, or that to be enough. You already are. If you woke up today, you're enough. And everything that you say and everything that you do to better yourself and others, anything that's positive, you're enough. Even the bad things. You're feeling sad. You're feeling depressed. You know, we quote-unquote think those are bad things. Those are a part of life, too. It can't... The, look, the sun can't shine every day. It, even in California, it rains. Swear to God. With cloud cover yesterday, two days ago, and a light mist. Okay, for like six, six, seven hours. But still, right? It can't be sunny and 75 all the time. And that's okay. Embrace that. Because that's an opportunity. That's life giving you a chance to lean in to whatever you're going through right now, to grow from it, to learn something from it. You either, I like to tell my friends this, you either win or you learn. Because somebody told that to me and it makes so much sense. We gotta stop speaking in terms of failure. It's not a failure, it was an attempt. And if your attempt was unsuccessful, then you learned how to attempt again and be more successful. Fellas, here's the deal, okay? Don't let TV, don't let social media, don't let any of that crap try to tell you what you need to qualify for to be successful in this life, to be a man. Whatever you're doing right now, whatever you're working towards, whatever fuels your soul, the shit that you've got deep inside of you that spurns you and moves you along, calls you to action, that's enough. Maybe you're not doing as much as you'd like to be doing. Well, then do more. Because you can. There's always room for more. You can always do more. Right? But if you need a period of stillness, that's acceptable too. Okay? Just because you're not waking up at 5 a.m. and running 10 miles and making $100,000 before noon, you're not unsuccessful. Social media is lying to you. <laughs> you are watching curated content and highlights from other people who have taken time to use filters and editing software and all that other shit to make their lives look amazing. And if that type of stuff is making you feel less than, you don't have to allow it. Because you could spend the same amount of time curating your content to make it look good. I know people who are influencers who post travel pics from four years ago. 
but they do it differently with their outfits, so people make it seem like they're traveling all the time around the world. Come on. Don't focus on the highlights. Focus on what's really in front of you, right? What can you control? What is tangible? Your power lies in your choices. If I can impress two things on you today, it would be this. You are enough, and your power lies in your choices, all right? Because if you're not feeling powerful, if you're not feeling capable, and you feel like your vices or your bad habits or whatever is winning, that's okay. Make a choice. Choose to not do those things and then do something else. If you really want to become a marathon runner, you're not just going to wake up tomorrow. You're not just going to go to the store today, buy shoes, and then wake up tomorrow a marathon runner, right? You're going to have to get up and put those shoes on in the morning and run however many miles you need to run each day up until your marathon to train your body. Okay? It takes time. Gardeners don't go out to their garden and flower, you know, people who grow flowers and things like that, they don't go out to the nursery to all their plants and flowers that they just planted a, a week ago and yell at them every morning for saying, how come you haven't grown yet? Don't you want to be a plant? Don't you want to feed me? Right? right? Like, does that make sense? So why are you doing it to yourself? Right? Why are you saying, oh, well, you could have done this, but you didn't. Oh, well, you know, this is, you, you know, you wanted to be those things, but you're not. Oh, well, you want to have a PhD and, you know, work for Tesla, but we're still a sophomore in college. What? Wait. Okay, so you want to play for the Denver Nuggets, but, you know, you're in middle school working on your jump shot every day after school, putting up 300 shots, but you're not in the NBA yet. Are you really going to feel bad about that? Dog, you know how many steps you have left till you get to the NBA? Keep shooting your shots. Put those shots up every day. Get in there. It's about repetition, okay? Self-care and good and like a good mental health practice is something you need to do every day. I'm not saying you have to meditate for 45 minutes a day. Take 5 minutes in the morning in your car before you get to work or when you get to work when you get to the parking lot and just breathe. Just breathe deeply, right? And focus on, your, on, the, on the moment and how you have everything. We get so wrapped up in being in the future and what we don't have, you know? Payday is the best day ever. The day after payday is the worst day ever. And now you're going to start thinking about when you're getting paid again instead of the blessing you just got yesterday. Sure, you may have needed all that money to pay your bills and then put food on your table and pay your car note and do all that stuff, but guess what? You got what you need. Your, your bills are paid and you got food on the table. And then everything else you need is going to show up. You are taken care of in this life. Yes, we have to work and you got to grind and shit's not going to be fun and it's not going to be easy but you are loved and supported and taken care of if you are listening to this you have not lost a single day in your life because to lose at this game of life is to die and even that is not a loss it's a transition so remember that okay you keep that head up cuz you're doing the damn thing you have to be patient and you have to be persistent 
and you have to remember to stop and appreciate the moment and how far you've come. They say you gotta love the process, but like self-love, that's that's the process. That's the journey. I like I said, I still wake up days depressed, guys. Just because I get here to record a podcast for y'all consistently, you know, like or I put social media stuff out there and I'm like, hey, be happy and do these things. Like I got hard days too. I still got to keep going. You know, you nothing has beat you yet. Nothing has beat you yet. Nothing has beat you yet. So remember that. And remember that that no matter where you are right now in this lifetime no matter if you're 15 if you're 35 if you're 55 if you're 75 you matter and you are enough and you are capable and worthy and deserving of everything in this life that you could ever dream or ever want and it starts with the day-to-day it does. It starts with your day-to-day. So I want to thank everybody for being here, man. I want to thank y'all for tuning in and listening to this. If you downloaded us, if you streamed us, wherever it was, we really appreciate y'all being here. We really do. All right, my friends, it has come to that time in our show where we must say goodbye. But before we go, we do want to leave you with a little bit of something, as always. No matter where you are right now, no matter what you're going through, no matter what life has handed you, you are enough. And nobody can take that away from you. We'll see you next time, guys.